This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A uh, new trailer came out yesterday for the next Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. People still need help, Dad. That's why we made this. It's like a satellite for deep space, but quanta. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now! Does it not seem like the Avengers create more problems than they solve? Truly. What were they sending the signal for? What are you, why are you stirring the pot, Wasp? Yeah, no, what that, are you doing? That was Ant-Man's daughter. Oh, okay. But she's certainly kicking a wasp's nest with whatever she's doing. The whole family gets sucked into the quantum realm, it looks like here. It's like, honey, I shrunk the entire family <laughs> as small as I could possibly shrink them. Hmm. Um, Bill Murray makes an appearance in the trailer, and some mm. people were surprised they put him in there because he's been facing some accusations of being a real jerk. Yeah, but he's still Bill Murray. <laughs> also, I, is this new? Like, Bill Murray plays kind of a jerk in every movie. Is it shocking to hear that he's been a jerk this whole time? Yeah, no, I, I think some of his behavior is pretty bad, but it's not, there was no smoking gun when I was reading it, you know? Hasn't been charged with anything. Um, but still, for Disney, Marvel, you know, their squeaky clean image. Yeah, but I mean, if Ezra Miller is still the Flash, I mean, that guy <laughs> has done right. so much nonsense, and like, they're sticking by him. In the past six months. Yes, it's been crazy. Way worse than Bill has done over 40 years, I would say. Bill has recognized that his behavior may have been offside. I mean, recently he was making that movie with Aziz Ansari, and it got shut down because of his behavior towards a, a female uh, crew member on set. And after that, he did put out a statement saying maybe it's time to reevaluate. So I don't know if he'll do a little apology to her before this movie comes out, but he's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. There he is, looking all Bill Murray ish. <laughs> Bill Murray ish. Bill Murray e. Looking, looking older. Yeah, he's not looking young. <laughs> But if they need to make them look younger, they know how to do that. Yeah, they got it. Those CGI artists mm-hmm. know what they're doing over at Marvel. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in theaters February 17th, 2023. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We would like to wish uh, anyone who celebrates a happy Diwali, which was yesterday. It is uh, an Indian uh, holiday celebrated on the darkest night of the year, which I guess would have been last night. Hmm. They're setting off the fireworks. Uh, Many people enjoyed them. I'm seeing on Facebook some people did not enjoy them. I specifically have a neighborhood Facebook group pulled up on my uh, computer here, Jim. Mm -hmm. And there were some people who were ticked off. Why are there fireworks going off on a Monday night outside my house at 2 a.m.? 2 a.m.? It's Monday and people have to work. Well, I guess that's probably when it would be the darkest. <laughs> that, is, that would be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Diwali. I don't care what it is. It's Monday. But for Victoria Day, it's okay? Let's just... Uh, let's just uh, be clear. People complain on Victoria Day as well. Yeah, and sometimes it's 2 a.m. too. Sometimes Jim and I complain because we know what it's like to have to go to bed 
when there's fireworks going off and then get up early for work the next day because the it's the dumbest thing. The Victoria Day fireworks are always on the day before you go back to work the too. Monday, yeah. Put in the middle of the weekend. True, but honestly, I don't think I've ever been woken up by fireworks. I gotta be honest. I've I heard a few last night and I was confused. I didn't know it was Diwali, but it makes sense now. But there was like. Once you, you realize it's fireworks, you're able to kind of put it out of your mind? It, was like, it wasn't that late. It was 9 p.m. I didn't really care at all. It was literally a flash in my mind. I said, oh, moving on with my life. Like, are we, are we really, how many people are really getting woken up by these fireworks? And if you were, I, that sucks. But I, I just have, yeah. don't experience it myself. How was your breathing yesterday? Because there was a warning, an air quality warning in the GTA mm-hmm. that was put out earlier in the day that said because of Diwali fireworks, the air quality is going to be poor. Yeah. The Ontario Ministry of the Environment said there will be high levels of air pollution. And maybe fireworks do do that, but I do not believe that like a bunch of fireworks are going to be more pollution than 100,000 transport trucks rolling through the city every day. Like, where's that warning? There's no way. Because it's not even a city-sanctioned firework festival, so it's not a $100,000 fireworks show. I'm sure there's a million dollars spent on fireworks, but, like, how much pollution could it possibly be? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. What about the car? They took it down, didn't they? Well, they they removed the reference to Diwali. Maybe it was stirring the pot a little, and they didn't want to... Upset, p- get people upset yeah, yeah. at a religion because of the fireworks, so they just took that out and just said, hey, there may be some <laughs> pollution tonight for no reason. <laughs> you know what? I, I bet there's going to be pollution in the GTA today and tomorrow and the next day, yeah. too. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, uh, tell everybody the idea you just pitched to me. <laughs> okay, so I was watching Jurassic Park the other day, and uh, there was a scene where the, the, they hear a cell phone, and they're like, oh, that must be the guy. Uh, but then re- they realize it's in a pile of uh, dinosaur poop. That's right, because the guy got eaten by yes. the dinosaur, and then they, he pooped, the dinosaur it's pooped like, up the phone. So to give away concert tickets or something like that, and this is going to take some coordinating, but we put an old Nokia cell phone in a pile of manure, two <laughs> piles or three, get three contestants to root through it. Whoever finds the ringing cell phone first wins the tickets. What are your thoughts? Where's the manure coming from? Uh, one of our lovely farmer listeners would volunteer, I think, for kicks. Mm-hmm. They're always up for a good laugh. So it's animal poo. Yeah, not human. That you know. makes the idea maybe dried a, out a little. a little more plausible. Yeah, yeah. Fertilizer. I think we need to promote our farmers and their need for fertilizer. Maybe we double, <laughs> double dip there. And this is you don't for, think this is bad? This is for concert tickets. This is for whatever. Yes, any like that's just an idea. You don't think we'll need a bigger prize to get people to to dig through poo piles? Depends what the concert is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like if it's a big show, then I think a lot of people would do anything. We got people who would do uh, get tattoos, and that's permanent. You know. What if we have three porta potties? <laughs> There's a cell phone in one of them. Sure, yeah. You have to go in and come out like the Blue Man Group. Right, we call the cell phone, you find the phone. Might get waterlogged. I don't know if that's a good idea, Taz. Mine, I think, is great. Maybe we'll give them some, like, you know those uh, things you put, like those long gloves when you're going inside a cow? Yes. To check whatever? (laughs) Why don't we just skip the middleman and put it right in the cow? (laughs) Now we're talking! (laughs) 
there's no bad ideas in a brainstorm, Jim. Mm-hmm. Write that stuff down. That's why I said it put off it on, the air. Put <laughs> it on the list. Just saying, just let it bounce around your mind. Text us if you think more. it's a good idea. Then that would be a great viral video. No, a little more workshopping. Maybe we use chocolate pudding or something like that. Maybe. Remember the contest? The there. Fudgical pants. Yes. I thought that was a great idea. I came up with that idea, and everyone was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But we did that a couple of years in a row, and people seemed to really like it. Yeah. yeah. People wearing white pants, they put a fudgicle down the back of their pants, and the first person to melt it. Yeah, the first visible skid mark we see, you win. <laughs> no, no, you had to pull the stick out, oh, remember? <laughs> the first see, person. The rules are very serious. <laughs> the first person to melt the popsicle with their butt. Uh, one, I think it was concert tickets. Yeah. So you're right. People I mean, will do anything. It's not that crazy of an idea. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. You like getting stuck in the middle seat on an airplane. Most people don't, which is why Virgin Airlines Australia is trying to make the middle seat more attractive <laughs> by launching a middle seat lottery with $230,000 in prizes for people who fly in the middle seat. Hmm. You could win a Caribbean cruise, free flights, tickets to soccer matches. All you got to do is sit between two strangers on an airplane and probably not get use of either armrest. (laughs) Really is the worst of both worlds, I guess. That's something, but I mean, what are the odds you're even going to win? Like the most, most of the people who get that middle seat aren't going to be compensated whatsoever. Sure, but if, if better than nothing. But mo- ninety nine point nine percent are going to get nothing. Still, give me a free boot, a free beer instead. I'd rather have that. If you fly in the middle seat on a Virgin Australia operated domestic flight, all you have to do is opt in for the lottery on the app within two days of your departure, and and you are in there. You wouldn't take that if you had the option of sitting next to the window or on the aisle and not being entered into the lottery. You would take that over having a chance to win and sitting in the middle seat. Yeah, I don't think it's a big enough uh, bribe to take that middle seat voluntarily. The CEO of Virgin Australia, she's really trying to amp up this middle seat thing. She says she loves sitting in the middle seat because it gives her the chance to meet two new people on a plane, (laughs) not just one. I want to ignore everybody. That is the (laughs) biggest lie. And she's sitting in first class. There is no way she's meeting strangers and coach. She says years ago she met surfer Kelly Slater while sitting in a window seat. And if only she was sitting in the middle, maybe she would have met two famous surfers. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one I know. (laughs) <laughs> she met surfer Kelly Slater and on the other side, uh, Paul Hogan, Crocodile <laughs> Dundee himself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The only Australian celebs. Yeah, meeting two people instead of one does not seem like a real perk, does it? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can have awkward conversations with two different yeah. people you've never met before or will ever see again. I love going in a jammed elevator. I like meeting 12 friends at once. <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock.
Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Exciting Monday nighter, unless you're a New England fan. An exciting Monday nighter for all the people who hate New England. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of people, Dev. That is a lot of people, in particular if you hate uh, Bill Belichick. 33-14 was the final score for the Bears. An absolute uh, massive upset here because New England went into this game as like eight-point favorites. They were expected to walk away with this victory. And at the end of it all, you have a lot of questions about what comes next with the Patriots. Who is going to be their starter? They pulled Mac Jones halfway through this game. It did not really help. The Bears at one point scored 23 points unanswered. Bill Belichick saying after the game that he was refusing to name a starter for next week. Do they go with uh, Zappi? Do they go back to Jones? I mean, you could say at this point right now that uh, Belichick does one or the other and it would make sense to me. It's not a good thing, though, that they have this amount of uncertainty this deep into the season. And Bill Belichick is not the warm and fuzzy kind of guy. We know that. But as you're trying to build up a team. I don't know if his style necessarily meshes with the players of today. Well, there was some frustration out there. Zappi was looking like a hero for a second, uh, but Mac Jones really looked like he was uh, he was fed up, Jim. The lip readers were on high alert when he was on the sidelines saying, I'm out to his teammates. So that's what's making the headlines, him saying, I'm out. He threw an interception, got pulled yeah. out of the game, and and that's it, I'm done! Yeah. I hope he's just acknowledging the fact that he was out of the game because Mac Jones does not have enough pull in the league to be, uh, you know trying to one-up anybody. He had a a really good rookie season last year, but he is by no means solidified. He is by no means a guy you can say, okay, I want to build my team around him. He could be that guy, but he hasn't proven it yet. So Mac Jones might want to slow down a little bit here. I don't want to get too excited, guys, but you know I'm in that survivor pool. New England losing last night, another 60 guys are eliminated. (laughs) 70 guys remain. Out of? 3,000 started. And and Taz is still in there. Oh, buddy. (laughs) So who are you going with this week? I don't know. It's too (laughs) stressful. I don't like it. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I, I thought maybe you were going to be late for work today. Why's that? Well, I pulled into the parking garage, and I didn't see your car down there. Oh, yeah, I got my uh, my girlfriend's SUV today. I ran over a, a nail somewhere along the way. I have a total flat, and I thought I actually just got my winter tires put on. I'm so responsible. I love it. And... uh it was because one of the um, valves was leaking air too, so I thought I'd just kill two birds with one stone and get get it in there and then get that fa- fixed. So you put your my winter, winter tires, tires on, on and then the, ran over two a days nail. later. Two days <laughs> later, <laughs> this would be nice. I mean, if you are going to puncture a tire, uh, this is the way to do it. A guy in Kingston last week was driving on Highway Two, right near the uh, Canadian Forces base in Kingston, Ontario. And he hit something on the road. He's like, oh, and he says instantly, he's like, ah, God, my, my tire just burst. So he had to pull over. He checked his tire out. Sure enough, it was blown. Then he looked out in the road and he's like, is that the thing I hit? What the heck is that? Walked out in the road, picked up a 100 ounce bar of silver 
That was just hmm. sitting in the middle of the road for some reason. What? He says he must have hit it at a weird angle because he couldn't believe that that had popped his tire. Uh, he went over, picked it up, weighed about five or six pounds. It was quite heavy, he says. And, uh, yeah, he got it checked out. Silver, uh, last Friday when this accident happened, was selling for $26 per ounce. So the bar of silver that he hit and ruined his tire was worth around $2,600. Nice. See, why would you tell anybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if, you, if you saw it and it was stamped with the official seal, bring it home, Google it, and then say, is this the real deal? Like, why would you ever? Because it took a, like, if you just found it on the street and you felt bad for somebody and you said, I have to return this, but it popped your tire. Yeah. You know, you're the victim. Yeah. It's a little banged up here. You can, I'm looking at a picture of the bar of silver. It is stamped with some official uh, markings. Uh, it's banged up a bit. He gave it to the police. Nobody has claimed it yet. He says he'd like to see the silver return to its rightful owner, but the policy is, yeah, it's gone. The uh, sorry, is fire's keepers, the, no? The, 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 the policy, if you give it to the police, is they don't give it back to you. Yeah, usually. Yeah, I thought for a second here they're going to say he gets it back if somebody doesn't claim it. That's the mall security, not the police. <laughs> if you find a backpack at the mall, you get to keep the it. The department's policy is that unclaimed lost property is not given back to the person who turned it into the police. 100% he shouldn't have said a word. Yeah, so the police <laughs> just get to, they get free silver? They're going to melt know? that thing down, make some sick handcuffs. Oh, for sure. Solid silver in Kingston, Ontario. <laughs> Jim... You're driving your fiance's car because you ran over a nail or a screw in your car, correct? Yeah, a nail. Like, I found it. It's in there. Real deep. <laughs> Gonna have to uh, get at least one new tire. Or it, it, hopefully it can be jammed. Like, you can patch those. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Fingers crossed, man. Bad luck, though. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a little bad luck with a silver lining. Literally, guy in Kingston was uh, cruising down a road and he hit something, pulled over. His tire was totally blown, but he realized what he hit was a silver bar worth around $2,600. He turned the silver into the Kingston police. Their policy is once you turn something into the police, they keep it. They do not give it back. So we're wondering what you guys would have done in that situation. Would you have said anything or would you have just kept the silver? Hey, Taz, if I found... A silver bar weighing that, I'd keep it, and I'd wait till the price of silver skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah may, maybe. Put it under the bed for a rainy day, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only concern is that it's bad guys who lost the silver, and they're going to come looking for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they find you on CCTV yep. somehow, right. you know, track you down, get a witness. So you may have that thought in your head, but other than that, keep the silver. Thanks for the call. Hey, what do you think? You keeping that silver if it pops your tire? Well, it's funny because years and years and years ago, we recovered from stuff that we uh, thought was stolen. Yeah. So we took it to the police, and they uh, returned it to us. Okay, what town was that in? That was in Hamilton. Actually, I'm just driving by London right now. I'm from Hamilton. I'm going to uh, St. Thomas, Amazon. What'd you find? Oh, it was a camera and some lenses and stuff. 
Okay, so in Hamilton, maybe the policy is different than in Kingston. A few years ago, though, too, so things might have changed. I'd be nervous to look at uh, the pictures on the camera, though. What if there was, like, uh, pictures uh, of you? Uh, <laughs> 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 you found a stalker's camera? You found your stalker's, your peeping Tom's camera. Yeah, I think I'll keep this. <laughs> no, it was uh, non-digital. It was uh, that long ago. It was uh, SLR uh, with film. But you got it back. The cops returned it to you, the person who found yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Thanks, man. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hi. Hey, what are you thinking? I would, I would so have not said anything. <laughs> that's decent. He must be a good person if he was going to return it. So that's Better than problem. all of us, yeah. apparently. Right? Right? I wouldn't have said a word. Peacock. I want to see a peacock. Peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Let's talk hockey. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, joins us here on the Taz and Jim Show. And we got to give a kudos to Mr. Hot Dog himself, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel has not missed a game in the NHL since November of 2009. Last night, the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1. And in that game, Phil Kessel tied the record set by Keith Yandel last season by playing his 989th straight game. He is set to break that mark tonight in San Jose. And Phil Kessel, I think, is the last person anyone thought was going to set this record, but here we are, and congratulations to him. He's earned it. But it really is like the definition of it's like it's not a race, it's a marathon. He knows that, you know, there's young guys that'll be going crazy during practice and be back checking when games don't matter, but he has set himself on like a cruise control path here. To, like, not overexert himself. <laughs> Don't you think, though, Deb? Yeah, like, he the plays other guys perfect. are practicing, and he's by the hot dog I, I card, swear eh, I've heard of one. I talked directly to one of his trainers who worked with him, and he pointed out the young guys and said, these guys, they're crazy. They're going too hard. This is not what it's about. Take your time and take it easy. And Phil Kessel. That's Phil Kessel's mantra. He knows. He knows better. He does know better, but there's also uh, some luck involved. Not taking anything away from Kessel. Kessel himself has said there's luck involved because there's all sorts of nicks that happen in a game. You know, there could be a moment in a game where someone bumps into him, something happens, and you get injured that way. There's lots of bad luck in hockey, but he's had a lot of good luck, and he's about to set the record, which is kind of cool. He's playing for Vegas now? He's playing for Vegas now. He went from Boston to Toronto to Pittsburgh to Arizona. Now he's in Vegas in year 17. If you want to feel old, Phil Kessel has been in the NHL for 17 years now. I wonder what his luck is like uh, off the ice in Vegas because when I was (laughs) down there uh, about four or five years ago, who did I play roulette with? Don't say it. Philly K. The Iron Man himself. Kessel, you know, given he's up late playing roulette and still showing up for practice and games, pretty impressive. (laughs) Couple Oscar Mayer wieners in between. You know, this guy is a machine. Kudos, Phil Kessel. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Voter turnout, not great in London or Hamilton. Better in Hamilton. 35% of eligible voters went to the polls in London. Only 25%. Text message here. 
I guess uh, that means 75% of people in London don't care what happens to their city. Or they just think nothing's going to change. Yeah, that could be it. Hey, Karen, what do you think? Did you vote yesterday? Uh, no, it slipped my mind. You just completely forgot. Yeah, like Monday, it's a Monday, it's a busy day. My husband likes single parents the morning, I single parents the evenings. It is a well-oiled machine. And by the end of the day, I just totally forgot. Do you think there's a better day of the week they could be having municipal elections? you think if it was a, on a Wednesday and maybe you had a couple days for your brain to get going, the news cycle is, is, is kind of cooking midweek, do you think you may have gone vote to vote then, or is it yeah. more a timing well, thing for you? Possibly, possibly because I don't have, like, to take my kids to things after school on Wednesdays, so sure. But what about making it accessible? Like, why can't we, in this day and age after COVID and everything's online, why can't we vote online? Yeah, why well, that's what they did in St. Thomas, Ontario, for their elections. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought I had a brilliant idea, but here it is right <laughs> in front of us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an option. I mean, moving forward, maybe that's the way they'll go. Thank you so much for the call, Karen. Glad you had the time to call us today. Uh, hey, Taz and Jim, who's this? Hey, it's Richard calling. Richard, did you vote yesterday in your municipal election? I did vote, but I almost didn't because in my area, I didn't see any signs. I didn't hear from any of the mayoral candidates or anything. So, like, I didn't vote for the mayor, but I voted for, like, the trustee and stuff. So you felt like the candidates didn't engage you enough uh, for you to want to vote for any of them? No. Like, I didn't know anything about them. I even did look online, and it just confused me with some of it. Well, Jim, you said that you didn't vote for school board trustee because you don't have uh, any any cash in that game yet yeah well i just didn't honestly i wasn't on top of mind so i just didn't even know who was running so i had no opinion on anybody so i just left it blank yeah some people will do that thanks for the call hey it's taz and jim who's this it's phil how's it going guys phil did you vote yesterday pardon me no i didn't have time my friend i'm busy working it's the end of the season i'm an interlocking i was with jim at the ticat game there on the corner there oh uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> interlocking brick guy so you're in business yeah. for yourself phil and and you couldn't uh give up the time you couldn't take a lunch break or anything to go and and vote no i'm too far behind man the end of the season but yeah i didn't have time and to me i don't really it doesn't matter when it comes to the big stuff i'll go but for this little guy it doesn't mean much to me <laughs> <laughs> waste of time for me i guess but yeah I'd rather snap some beers after work. <laughs> you know? Well, what if it was online? What if you could go on your, your laptop or your phone and vote that way? Would you have done it? Yeah, sure. That makes it easy. I don't have to go anywhere. What if the polling stations had bars? <laughs> what if it was at the Legion? Yeah, yeah. Beers were three fifty. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> I'd ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. We were talking about yesterday's election earlier in the show. Specifically, voter turnout in Hamilton, 35% of eligible voters turned out. London, it was only 25%. Hmm. And we've been receiving messages here from Taz and Jim listeners. This is a sign that people are fed up with it all, says one person. So you're tapping out of it completely? That's it, I'm done. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. I'm out. Like the Patriots quarterback, Jim. <laughs> Mac Jones, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No more. Uh, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You get the same BS. Okay. Here's another text message. Taz and Jim, before anybody talks politics with me, I always ask if they voted. If they say no, I stop. About the vote yesterday in London, everybody knew that uh, uh, Josh Morgan was going to win, so what was the point of voting? That was kind of true. He did have the biggest signs. He had the biggest signs. Obviously, he's going to win. Yeah, so I'm like, why even bother voting? Hey guys, driving around the city, I knew there was an election coming up, obviously, but I had no idea when it was. I lucked out that I saw my voting card in our mail slot and was able to go online to vote. Hmm. Uh, So they got it done. I I have heard that from a couple people here saying they just completely forgot or didn't know that it was voting day yesterday. Uh, Some people saying it's our fault for not talking about it enough yesterday, Jim. (laughs) That's what we like to focus on, municipal politics. But we did talk about it We talked about it every 10 minutes yesterday. We mentioned that it's time to go and vote if you're in London or if you're in Hamilton. Plus, for a month, there's been like ads running on our station. If somebody is voted in as a leader and does the wrong thing, people have the right to complain whether they voted for that person or not. Or whether they vote at all. If someone is a leader and they're doing something wrong, you have the right to point it out. Okay, I think this is in reference to me saying that everybody loves to go online and complain about things. In this day and age, I'm shocked that more people didn't turn out to vote because everyone acts like they have the solution to the problem on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Just tweet at them and ask. And yeah, 100%. We live in a great country where you have the right to complain if you don't like something. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have the right to not care what you think if you didn't vote. And that doesn't mean if you voted for someone else and not the person that I voted for, whatever. If you voted yesterday, then you did what you're supposed to do in this country, Mm -hmm. in in this city. Even if you're going through the motions, which I kind of felt like I was doing yesterday when I went to the polls, but I did it anyways. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of an obligation, but I mean, we're pretty lucky that we have the opportunity to vote, whether you're disappointed with the candidates, which it always seems to be, no matter who you vote for or whatever, you're always like, you always feel let down, but you have to vote. It's just, it's a part of the process of being a a civilian in the society. Did you know they were giving out free stickers yesterday if you voted? Maybe we should have focused on that more. My kids were thrilled when they got free stickers. We need more selfie opportunities, because that's what I've noticed. People will vote if they can show that they're better than everybody else who didn't vote. <laughs> I voted. Yeah. I, I if you didn't, sticker. I'm better than you. I got the sticker. Uh, kind of are, though. <laughs> in this sense, <laughs> today you are. In, in that aspect. Yeah, but that's great. Give them a chance to gloat. I get it. I could have easily forgot to vote yesterday as well. Who knows what you got going on? If it was an accident, all right. Maybe you get a bit of a pass, but 25% and 35%. If you're looking at 35% voter turnout and you're applauding. <laughs> Like, there's something going on here. Yeah. Maybe it is time to go online and make things a little bit easier for everybody out there in the next election. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.